Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 104. What's happening? We're still doing it. We, we haven't are. given up yet. We're close. <laughs> <laughs> Today is June 19th, 2014. Yeah. Moment of silence for my cousin, Fearless Falk, who passed away today. <laughs> yeah, sad news indeed. Yeah. It was bound to happen eventually, but he's a good guy, so sad sad news. Yeah, he got up some shenanigans in the past, you were telling me? Oh, yeah. His name was Mike Falk, and uh, he always called himself Fearless Falk. And he was always pulling dumb stunts. Like one time he was up in a tree trying to saw off some branches, and he damn near sawed his own leg off, like went right through the shin bone. Not all the way through it, but into it, you know? And then he's kind of a, not a farm dude, but he owned a bunch of property that he'd let farmers mm-hmm. use, and he had a bunch of tractors, and he had a bobcat, and he ended up dumping an entire load of manure right on his own fucking head. <laughs> and so, yeah, me and my brother would always make fun of the guys <laughs> going around calling themselves fearless falk and acting like a goof when in reality he just wasn't a super bright fella so it seemed but i never really knew him super well but uh-huh. anyway <laughs> sounds like a quality hastings family member ah uh, yeah he is on the hastings yeah. side yeah. <laughs> the flager side they don't own shit but <laughs> empty beer bottles and broke down cars and shit so anyway <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. What have you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Oh, the the demon slug continues, my man. <laughs> I'm full on painting models left and right, center here, going oh, nuts. Yeah, it's been going pretty good. <laughs> uh, one thing I was going to talk about was the unit fillers. You hadn't taken a look at them last time. I was going to bring them up again once you had a chance to take a little peek at them. But what would you think of those yeah. bad boys? I like the fact that you put some effort into them. Some of them, like the one where it's just the bros standing there with a staff, or is that the one you end up adding the flames to later? No, that dude with the staff, that's the Glean Magic guy. Ah, so that's okay. kind of, I'm going to try to make it, you know, he's kind of like looking into a crystal ball kind yeah, of thing. sure. That's probably one of the tougher ones to decide what I was going to use to try to represent it. Because that one, you basically engage in a mental battle with a wizard. So how the hell... <laughs> Do you put that across in a unit filler? Yeah, so each of the unit fillers represent a different spell. So if you checked out the blog post that coincided with the last podcast, you would have seen each of those except for the gateway one, which I've since completed. Basically, the gateway one, very similar to the skill cannons. It's a portal with a bunch of <laughs> tentacles coming out. <laughs> Not reinventing the wheel on that one. But yeah, usually I think I'm more anti unit filler but with these ones they kind of serve a purpose in my test games it was always a pain to try to keep track of which spell each unit had you got a card lay in there so it's really cutting down on clutter and then especially in the movement phase i know exactly which unit has which spell sure and i can make sure to move it in the appropriate way and make sure it's in range and everything else yeah i guess for me for unit fillers as long as you know, it's equal to or more than the amount of work you would put into the same number of models. <laughs> then I'm usually am in favor of them. Yeah, I think that's the common consensus that 
if you're obviously not just trying to skimp out on some fucking work, then mm-hmm. uh, it's acceptable. Yeah. And what yours you, are covering four model bases, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, what do you think of that formation? Uh, I think it works. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think just another way to be interesting. Originally, there were three wide, but... But you wanted more so models many of them, the like, <laughs> Well, half of them hang over too much because yeah. I was trying to put them in the units and see how they look. I'm like, fuck, I can't. I got to make like special guys to go in front of them that have extra room. And <laughs> so I so had to do up three, I think, for sure. Four, including the gateway, needed the extra room. I'm like, well, I might as well just make the other ones <laughs> that much room. And then I paint three, three less guys. From that main <laughs> unit of horrors there. So, yeah, the gateway's done. The last unit to be assembled is three more plague drones. And I got those up on the mounted on their stalagmites. <laughs> stalactites. It's mites. Mites. Excellent, excellent. But right now I'm waiting on plague drone heads from eBay. Originally I had a shitload of extra and Butcher begged them all off me. And then I came around asking to see if he had any. He did not. Mysteriously didn't, but you don't see him on any of his models. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, right what you said there. Yeah. All right. So I had to eBay a couple. I got another Moonhead in the deal. <laughs> There's a fucking Bits dealer on there that's got them going for 99 cent auctions every week. And I can get the Moonheads for a buck or two, but he won't sell them to me in multiple as he claims he doesn't have any and then like an hour later there'll be another auction up <laughs> with the same moon hat i just bought last week so do you think this dude's buying kits and just breaking them apart and selling them that way yeah i assume so okay. he's probably i don't know if you're like a store you get them like 55 60 percent yeah of retail so maybe at that price point it makes sense but sure i bought some more i don't know the plague drone heads those are like three or four bucks <laughs> I bought some more plague drone bodies, three for five fifty. <laughs> I don't see how you can make much of a profit selling the bits in an auction format. I don't know. There's probably a few that always go for a good amount, and the rest are kind of meh. But you yeah. at least cover your time and cost. Probably something like that. He is like a eBay store, so yeah, he must be making his money back. One, one thing on a related note. That Harley I bought and ripped apart. I've been selling the parts off. And I think you can make a decent living buying Harleys and parting them out like that because I've made a lot of money back on it. Mm -hmm. I paid $4,800 for the original bike, and I've probably sold about three grand worth of parts. And I didn't sell the frame, and I didn't sell the engine, which are the fucking big expensive Mm -hmm. things. So you could probably make out all right if you want to start ripping Harleys apart and selling them part by part. Foresee Hastings Hot Rods, LLC. (laughs) (laughs) Last thing I need is another fucking LLC. (laughs) I just had to cancel one of my LLCs. They make you fucking pay 25 bucks to file for dissolution. No, you have to file for dissolution. Mm. So anyway... Turns out, in all fucking things you can get involved in, parting shit out happens. <laughs> yeah, but besides those models, I've just been burning through the horror, the horrors. Yeah. I've got a bunch of them done so far. I've actually done a couple things. My Originally, I used a wet palette for a lot of the stuff on these guys. Yeah. Um, I stopped doing that. It seemed to... I don't know. Seem to go faster. I think I like painting without the wet palette better. <laughs> Wait, it went faster without, you mean? Yeah, faster yeah. without. It's easier to tell the consistency of the paint. Mm. I don't know. It seems like it's been working better without it. I've never been a wet palette dude either. It just seems like a hassle when I already got a system that works. So. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I've been doing is using a 
filbert brush, which is it's a really wide brush with like tapered edges. So it's really easy when you're painting to switch between the wide side and the thin side. Yeah. So, and especially on areas with a lot of skin, these are basically skin. Yeah. I got a fucking, I think it's like a size six or something. It's absolutely ginormous, but I basically do about 90% of the skin work with this massive filbert brush. Sure. And it's three or four layers. You kind of go in sloppy and then you just clean up, clean up, clean up. <laughs> I usually go and in then... sloppy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stay sloppy? <laughs> yeah, it only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then I clean it up with like a little just a little detail brush and i don't know i remember taking probably about a week to do 10 models from start to finish (laughs) and i'm on track to do basically all 22 of the horrors from start to finish within a week with this new brush and discontinuing the wet palette and overall the the painting i don't know my morale is pretty high i feel like i should i can definitely get it done in time for Quake City Rumble. Oh. The skin goes quick. The parts that take the longest are the metals and the carapace work on, like, the beasts and the flies. But the horrors, there's hardly any metal on any of those. There's no swords or anything. Okay. So overall, there's very little metal, which will speed things along. And I'm only doing four of the drone-slash-beast models. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm looking pretty pretty optimistic. Hmm. That's no, a change from been, last time. You were a little many, stressed last yeah. time you were here. Well, once I sat down and started actually painting, I got to see how quickly I can do it. And actually, I switched up my schedule from what I was doing where I'm definitely staying up late. But instead of taking a nap, I find doing 30 minutes of cardio <laughs> at night keeps my, I don't know, adrenaline, my blood pressure up high enough to so I don't <sighs> fucking zonk out at like 9 p.m. I'm really sad to hear this because I was really looking forward to Fat Raj coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been, it's also been doubling as quality time with Kelly. Mm. Get, the, get that in each night. We've been playing Just Dance, the Wii game, <laughs> various versions. It's an interesting contrast of styles is Kelly is actually dancing along to the game, and I'm trying to win the game by mimicking the motions, and I'm unconcerned about the actual moves. I'm trying to just get the right angles and everything to maximize my points. So are you kicking her ass at this as well? Uh, it's going pretty well. She's getting a little ornery. I might have to let her win one or two. Sounds like every time you play a game against a girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> this ends up being the story. <laughs> I'm a fucking skilled gamesman. What can I say, man? <laughs> oh, what have you been up to? Well, just today I was painting on Orctonian number six. Oh. Paint on the shield. Just to nail the color scheme, because I'm going to do... He's a standard bearer for the Orcs of the Realm Regiment. So mm-hmm. want to get the color scheme down. I knew it was going to be blue and red, but I didn't know how I was going to handle the highlights. And I decided just to try some totally off-the-wall shit that I'd never done before. So I used really bizarre colors. I'll, I'll put them in the blog post when we put it up. But okay. the, the overall effect... I finished the reds, and I'm about to start the blues. So... Very different than any reds I've ever painted, mm-hmm. um, just looking at the end result. So I'm pretty happy with how it's turned out, though. It's unique. It's like a starburst effect. It's way more orange. You don't get any of that pink effect. Okay. It's really orangey. So. And then the blues are going to be really turquoisey. Again, not something I've really done with the Ortonians or with the blues in general. So oh, just don't fucking around with colors. Man. 
It's using like a little green. That was a that's scaly green. green. Okay. So it's really just scaly green mixed with bleach bone is what I was doing there. So this is more mm-hmm. of starting with a hard blue and then pushing it into a, into a turquoise. So okay. we'll see how it pans out. And if it sucks, oh, well, then the standard bear of the unit will look really will fucking suck. weird in those colors. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be well painted. You just never know if the colors are going to clash or be completely absurd in the end. Uh-huh. So I've been sculpting on the well, Orctonian Lord. What's that? I think in the overall scheme of things, it's not going to matter at all. No. Everything's going to be clashing yeah. regardless. <laughs> That's the point. Mm-hmm. Well, it is kind of muted. They're not as bright of colors as I usually do. But that when that happens, then you just account for it with the orc skin because you can do muted orc skin or you can do crazy bright orc skin so i'll just do them really bright but mm-hmm. so i've been sculpting on the orctonian lord working on the boar yesterday i was working on the comparison super fun i think the cloth sculpting is pretty much my bag right now mm-hmm. <laughs> for the last six or seven guys i've done it's just been a blast and then it always gets a little crazier i figure this guy's the lord so i gotta go ape shit on it mm-hmm. so i'm working on that and then i'm also sculpting on the rider for the new iron blaster and then with any extra putty, I just fill gaps and make little straps on the Iron Blaster itself. So I've been uh, finding a little bit of motivation, unlike previous so weeks. Iron Blaster? You shooting for North Star with that thing? Or no, I don't no really have goals. a deadline. I'm okay. just working on it. Something to pass. I was going to say, uh, tick-tock, tick-tock, my man. Nah, I don't feel that at all. <laughs> I d- could really give a fuck about any Warhammer shit right we'll now. See. We'll get you. We'll get you excited. <laughs> Get you excited a little later. You just got to get demotivated, <laughs> and it'll just naturally happen to me. So, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I've been wasting a lot of time playing Blood Bowl, which is kind of hobby related, but not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got hooked on that shit again. Wish I would have got it on the league because I've been enjoying the Norse. Uh, Turns out next time around, perhaps they won't let you put curse words in the video game as the name what? of your team, the name of your boys, or anything. You can't even put bastard because I was first going to name them. The Bastards Boys, the Bastards. and it said my name was invalid. It's fucking horseshit. Did you like, misspell it? Did you put, yeah. a, put an E in there? Yeah, you could. If Dave was Aux, you would. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it. So I'll, I'm going to finish that show before I put up the blog post. I got a pretty cool idea what I want to do with the glyph. I dug out all my orc books, and I was digging through trying to find orc glyphs. Mm-hmm. want every single shield to be unique in that regard, and it shouldn't be hard to fucking accomplish. So I also had some ideas for Errant Knights. Uh, so like most of the errant knights are bros with like long hair and headbands. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there's going to be orcs with long hair and headbands. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't Basically, know. they look like eighties yeah. metal, <laughs> metal band guys. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't know whether I wanted to do, make it look like they scalp the human. So there's like this little patch of hair like on their head bloody, with yeah. the headband. That would be pretty cool, but I don't know if it fits like the brainwash theme. So, but it's either that or wigs, right? Because oh, uh, they got hair squigs. <laughs> so there'd be little eyeballs in them. Uh, I don't know if they have eyeballs, but hair squigs are a thing mentioned. Really, in Orc and Goblin books. Yeah, I wish I could get me a fucking hair squig. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then I also had ideas for I don't know if it's going to be Grail Knights or Questers, but. I was going through the orc book, and when the orcs make their typical round shields, sometimes there's big pieces of metal bolted to them that come off and fit into the glyph that they've drawn on the shield. So I might go mm. super crazy with some of the shields at some point. Oh, that'd be awesome, yeah. yeah. Ideas, still flowing well. I think you got to make like a crude like orc version of grails, like grail chalices like an orky version of it uh, with like, like kind of teeth teeth going around the side of it you know <laughs> one like glyph, up top just to work into like the banner and all the yeah, shields kind of like deform a couple traditional yeah. bretonian 
Wouldn't be uh, too images. Hard. Sure. I think that'd be a cool idea. Yeah, one of the shields I did, I used a beat-up old, like, embossed shield that had a fleur-de-lis on it and some patches. I think it's off an ogre sprue mm. or something. But. Yeah, I can remember that clearly. So do, like, an orc, like a shitty orc version of it. <laughs> Which would be pretty be awesome. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you could work in some of those. That'd be pretty cool. I do have to come up, build another command, probably another movement trait, because I'm going to split this unit into two. Mm-hmm. Turns out you probably don't need a unit of 12 knights <laughs> at this point well, in the game. Keep your options open. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Lots of ideas. Excellent. Lots of fun. Trying to figure out how I can quit my job and still live. <laughs> <laughs> so far, no great ideas. Well, lots of great ideas, but... If you have any ideas, call in to the HBBB helpline. Could use some more noblars. If anybody's got noblars they don't want, let a honky know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to email of the week, buddy. Yeah. This one is from Meal Vermeulen. He is not making it to the podge, but he was kind enough to send us his list that he would use if he was coming to the podge. (laughs) So I thought it'd be fun to take a look at it. All right. So what army does he have? He was going to use 2002 Hordes of Chaos, Mm. and he's going for the warrior aspect. Oh, yeah? Not the demons, surprisingly. <laughs> He's gonna. He was gonna run Exalted Hero of Corn on a Barded Steed, Charm Shield, Crown of Command, Iron Curse Icon, five Corn Knights of Chaos, Musician Banner, four Corn Knights of Chaos, Chosen Musician, mm. eleven Marauders of Chaos, Corn with Flails Musician, ten Marauders of Chaos, Corn Flails Musician, and then three units of five Warhounds. That was it. He. What you might not realize is you got a lot of frenzy here from the corn, and then you also have five extra dispel dice <laughs> to use uh, <laughs> the magic phase. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess you wouldn't have to worry about magic, really. <laughs> <laughs> and those units are pretty hitty, especially if you're going to be fighting a lot of older books. I think those night units can rip some shit up. Yeah, they were pretty solid. I, I know, fought against... Clements fucking yeah chaos corn for Old many years Eric back in the day yeah but yeah if you, if this was to go up against the slayers though you'd be getting pretty much everything that could kill a slayer would be getting you ten VPs in the bargain as well <laughs> it's all strength five that's too bad he couldn't make it with those boys I think it'd be uh, a lot of fun to see that on the tabletop yeah I feel like I would have fared pretty well there damn it <laughs> yeah not for the watchtower. I don't know that he would has a unit really to go after it that well, mm. but the I don't know the knights are still pretty hitty even on foot. Oh lord, that's always a key Raj Podge scenario too. You got to prepare for that. Yeah, you got to rock that <laughs> fucking solid. So All right. yeah, thanks, Mio. Appreciate Email it, buddy. of the week. Audiobook or book of the week? What do you have this week, my friend? Ooh, I've got a pretty fucking awesome book series I've been listening to. Mm. Have I talked about the rookie before and the intergalactic football league on the cast? I don't think so. I don't believe so. I don't think that I have either. Pretty sure not. And I've actually just gotten through the third book (laughs) of this series, and it's fucking awesome. It basically takes place 700 years in the future. (laughs) There's like a... You know, humans are spacefaring, and there's a bunch of civilizations. And the backstory to it is a race recently conquered most of the galaxy as a way to try to get everybody to stop fighting all the time. Yeah. (laughs) And the way that 
they're kind of trying to facilitate everybody working together is playing the sport of, of fucking gridiron football <laughs> because each each alien race has like a different part like a different position that they're really good at uh. so the humans are like the quarterbacks and the running backs and they can play some of the like linebacker positions and then like there's these really weedy stocky like real fast aliens that are like the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. Yeah. And then there's like these massive, like three-legged kind of China giant worm creatures, like these linemen. And there's like an insectoid race too. And then there's like these cool, like heavy G humans, almost like squats who've been <laughs> like genetically bred to like work on these mining planets. Ogrins. Yeah, kind of like that. But then they, they're also just really good at football too. Turns out. Yeah, so that if you like football at all, I think you'll fucking love these these books. I'm kind of I don't dislike football. I don't like it that much, but it was really interesting just to read a novel about it and some of the I don't know, I think it's really made me appreciate football players a lot more <laughs> just with the play calling and the way that the players kind of read each other on the field and stuff like that. Yeah. And the first book is called The Rookie. It's by Scott Sigler, the audiobook. These are all available on Audible. The first one is 14 hours, and they're all read by the author nice. himself. And in addition, they use like, you know, some kind of audio, like pitch shifting. So, like, the alien voices will be like really high pitched <laughs> if there's like these really little guys, or like if it's there's like these big, huge aliens, and they'll be all <laughs> kind of like real deep voices. And then they'll add like the sound effects from the crowd. And stuff like that, yeah, and sure. his heartbeat. It like it's it's a full production. Then it's not just an yeah. Audiobook. It's not over the top. Like yeah. I've listened to a couple audiobooks. You know, it's not really like an audio play, or you know, it's not like what was that zombie podcast oh, kind of story yeah. you listen to. Like it's not over the top. Like you won't hear like people's footsteps when they're walking around, like you do in <laughs> that thing. You know. <laughs> So there isn't like sound effects for everything, but there's just key stuff that they add that's pretty minimal overall. It makes it really, uh, really good listening experience. Uh, the he's just got a good reading voice <laughs> on top of it. So there's three. There might be four books. I'll have to check right now. I just finished the third one. It's the rookie. The second one is the starter, and the left third one is the all pro. And each one is better than the last. Like the first one, I probably would say is the weakest one, uh, just because. It follows the story of this QB, Quentin Barnes, and he's kind of a dumbass in the first book. <laughs> Even though he does some clever things overall, you're kind of like, oh, this guy's kind of dumb. But in the second and the third books, he acts pretty intelligently. So, mm. All right. They get, yeah, they just get better. So if you like football at all, I think you would definitely love these. So, yeah, check out the support section, and uh, we'll have a link to the, the rookie. All right. Well, I just yesterday finished reading Before They Are Hanged, oh. which is the second book in the first Law Trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking good, buddy. It was a bear recommendation originally and uh, holds up pretty well. I think it was a solid choice. Very different. Like I think I've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. It's a sloppier, seemingly a sloppier writing style than any other shit I've read in recent memory. But it, it's clearly intentional. Either that's just his writing style, or that's how he wants it to come across. But mm -hmm. really enjoyable. Um, some new concepts that you don't constantly end up, you know, rehashing the same shit you get in every fantasy book as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's always very conscious about ripping trying motherfuckers to, off. <laughs> well, there's certain fantasy tropes. 
yeah. that are out there. And even when it seems like he's playing to them, by the end you'll see things have gone a bit awry. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty solid. Um, I don't really want to give any spoilers, so it's hard to fucking detail the story, but mm-hmm. it's solid. I highly recommend it. Who's your favorite character in this story? Uh, probably Logan. He's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Dogman. He yeah. actually gets laid. I like Dogman. <laughs> That's right. There's some Dogman point of view chapters in yeah, the, those books? Are, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, well, yeah, so you can't really talk about it without spoiling it for folks. So mm-hmm. recommended. Give it a fucking, give it a read. Yeah. I listened to him on audio. So the audio book versions of them. Mm-hmm. Very solid. All right. Well, let's fucking get into podcast, TV show, other games, or movie of the week. What do you got? Yeah, so. Lay it on me. I don't know (laughs) if everybody else has been following Game of Thrones. It recently ended. I'm not going to talk about that, although it was fucking solid, (laughs) as always. So it ended meaning the most recent season The most recent season, yeah, just ended. Okay. The week before this recording. But what... I want to talk about it is about two two episodes left. They skipped a week. It was Memorial Day. Yeah. So we had me and Kelly had no fucking clue. We're excited. We're tuning in for the second to last episode, <laughs> and there's fucking nothing on the HBO Go. So you just ended up 69 and on the couch for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually looked around. I'm like, oh, let's check out, see if anything else here can tide us over. Yeah. Because if you get HBO or a friend that has HBO Go and gave you their password. <laughs> You will have access to all the HBO shows. So we actually fired up the fucking old, an oldie but a goodie, uh, Rome. Oh, no. Nice. Started watch, rewatching Rome. Yeah, that's a solid so choice. So Kelly had never seen it before, and I saw it probably six or seven years ago mm-hmm. with a couple of good friends of mine. So it brought back some good memories <laughs> of actually getting them on net. We used to get them on Netflix, like the individual DVDs in the mail. <laughs> yeah. And like wait for them. <laughs> so Rome is, I think it was made like 2001, 2002. And God, it's fucking solid. It's almost, it was made before Game of Thrones, obviously, but it's kind of like Game of Thrones light. Yeah. Where there's two or three different kind of factions working at once he's a little easier to follow there's a cool historical side of it and then titus polo <laughs> lucius Vrenus, quality characters to the end <laughs> yeah but i yeah i definitely recommend that show it's been around for 10 or 12 years if you haven't seen it yet it's definitely oh yeah that's definitely well worth it and there's only two seasons it wraps up pretty nicely i guess i was reading originally it was gonna be like you know, six or seven <laughs> Just seasons, wasn't any interest but or what? no, it was too expensive to make at the time. <laughs> Those sets are pretty crazy. Yeah. So I don't think about Game of Thrones. They must be paying, you know, millions and millions of dollars an episode to put that shit out. Yeah. But everybody's talking about it. So they're making money. Yeah. I guess, but yeah, Rome. So we been watching that pretty steadily. We're done with the first season, just finished it, and we're gonna get into the second. <laughs> Some fucking classic, reliving classic moments there. Nice. <laughs> when you run out of that, Titus pull up. Hit up the fucking Spartacus next because it's right in the same vein. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I totally. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the last season of oh, the Spartacus no show, the oh, War yeah. of the Damned or whatever. But we'll save that then till you do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What have you been? All right. Well, I did find a new show recently, That's and I've right. been thoroughly enjoying it. And it does seem a lot like something that my fucking mom would watch. <laughs> it's uh, called Longmire. <laughs> all right. It just what? like takes place in Wyoming, modern day sheriff detective stories. There's two seasons of it on Netflix, but 
It's got the chick that played Starbuck in it. Oh, okay. And she pretty much walks around in super tight jeans the whole time. <laughs> she's one of the deputies, like a snug shirt. So it's got some... You never thought of her as being super hot, but if you watch that show long enough, you'll convince yourself that she is super hot. Mm-hmm. So it's got that going for it. And plus, old fucking Longmire just figures it out every fucking time. <laughs> that guy, he's like the fucking Wyoming version of Harry Dresden, sans magic. <laughs> <I swear to God. laughs> it's kind of like a detective kind of. Yeah, just, just like figure shit out. Show. Yeah, like like I said, it takes place in Wyoming. So you got different factions. You got occasionally there's like big groups of migrant workers. It's right by the Cheyenne Reservation. So you got the American Indians. Mm-hmm. You got like all the fucking, you got the rich white people that live in the city. You got like the fucking trailer park people. It's really interesting though. Fucking, I like it. But it's like on I said, Netflix or? It's on Netflix. Who? Okay. Just watching it though. I don't know how I found it. But as I sit there sometimes, it just reminds me of my mom watching, like, John Wayne when I was a kid and shit. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, either way, I think it's fucking good. I've been mm-hmm. getting into it, at the very least, Starbucks Excellent. and tight jeans. I got Excellent. a thing for tight jeans. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Starbucks. In anything. Some time. Well, she was in the pilot for the, like, the $6 million, or no, the Bionic Woman or something. Uh, they were so, trying to reboot uh, that series. Sure. And there was a bunch of other Battlestar Galactica characters in there. I wonder if it was written by the same guy, but never took off. <laughs> they only made three or four episodes. But there was a bionic woman who had, like, one metal arm or some shit. <laughs> it was going to be her? No, Starbuck was the bag, like, her nemesis then. She had two metal arms, so she was always outdoing her. <laughs> and she, like, run in and, like, beat people up, and they get into a fight, and then she, like, run away and... I can tell they're trying to drag that shit out for a whole season. Mm. Nobody bought it. <laughs> nice. So neither did NBC. <laughs> All right. Well, fucking hey, man. Let's move on to Warhammer history. Uh, I've I reached believe. into the bag. Yeah, I believe you're up here. Of past events. And what I came up with was those years at Adepticon where we were playing Warhammer in a fucking tent. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a three or four year stint where we, you'd be at the fucking hotel, the 40K hall, still pretty big, still lots of people. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked in parts about this before, but we'll just lay the whole fucking miserable tale out. And it's fucking that time of the year, March, April, Chicago. So the weather's fucking, it's cold, it's fucking windy, mm-hmm. it's generally raining. We're carrying our boards out from like building the tent and it's fucking windy and yeah. there's like a covering that. You have to uh, getting fucking sprayed go with water. through the lobby, walk past the pool, open the door with your army board in hand, which was always a challenge. You couldn't put anything near the walls because if it was fucking raining really hard, your shit would get <laughs> wet in there. And like, it wasn't like the heat was fucking super powerful. Uh-huh. And then, like, the lighting was completely oh. shit. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, it was like the bane of Sean Welty, who, like, his really muted, subtle tones were completely, <laughs> you couldn't see anything of his stuff. Got to go for that fantasy pop, buddy. Yeah, so the DOW, <laughs> they still popped all right. And yeah, I had the dwarves back then. What else? I had one other fucking thing about it. God damn it. Well, I was running the Dogs of War. Yeah. And that was actually the last time I played in the championships was in that tent. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> this was the, pretty much the exact same kind of tent that Golki got married in. <laughs> yeah, it really was. In retrospect. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I wonder if it was this. 
the, yeah, same, the same, same one he kind of brought up for the, for the memories, man. <laughs> for all the farts that I cut in there and all the beers that were had by bros. It's fucking smell. It's musk scent. Either way, let's be happy that eventually we got a proper fucking gaming hall to play in. Yeah. Not a fucking cold, windy, rainy shit tent. Shitty tent. Yeah. So that's our Warhammer history moment <laughs> for the day. <laughs> let's do blog posts of the month. There is a blog I would like to highlight, terrainwench.blogspot.com. Oh, okay. Check yeah. out the fucking wench. If you come to Wapaka and you see some smoking hot terrain on the table, probably was the wench. And I was digging through it today. There's there's some really fucking cool shit on here. Does a lot with like awesome water features. Gives you really detailed step by step how I did this shit kind of pose. Mm-hmm. So the one I want to highlight is because I've seen this piece of terrain at Wapaka, and I've always been like, man, that is a. F- Every time I see it, blows my fucking mind. Super awesome. So it's a lizard man temple and spawning oh, pool yeah. post. Check these fucking things out, dude. It's some of the coolest lizard man terrain I've ever seen. Super detailed. There's a small temple like a step temple five high with a nice staircase and then there's a spawning pool and just the super detail all the different colors that go into the blocks make it look really really cool mm-hmm. she's insanely awesome so yeah. if you haven't checked out the terrain one trivia blog, for that the way those blocks were done was entirely by hand with a pen just digging into the foam yeah because when I built my display board, I talked to I talked to her, or maybe it was J-Jack, one of those two. Her or her, her, or her old man told me how to do that. Pretty sure it was her, but uh, when I wanted to do that, that was my source. So check this out, though. Mm-hmm. Super cool stuff. You're not going to yeah. see terrain like this She's anywhere. very talented. Yeah. Bear has turned over most of the high-level terrain, heavy lifting for PACA over to her. He's kind of focusing more on the... Just one or two tables. Making and then, shit light up and spin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Real silly honky stuff. But yeah. Check well, it out. Well worth it. Get motivated. God, just looking at it blows my shit. <laughs> After doing that terrain that I did for my display board, you get a new appreciation for just how much goes into it, too. Mm-hmm. Just you, the fucking material gathering, all yeah. the little fucking steps and details. For uh, bits, are you just going to use one of those buildings you made for your terrain piece? It's or? Mystical Monument. I have these okay. dwarven waystones that look really uh, awesome. That's right, Someone that's right. Those. those are pretty old school. Yeah. They're, uh, that could be in some Warhammer history. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, let's do... Pick of the month, huh? Pick of the butt. I mean month. Yeah, I'm up here. Lay it on me. Well, since I've been watching a lot of Rome, it got me thinking about this old metal band called XDO. Not as in Ronnie James Dio, but D-E-O, XDO, who did uh, Roman-inspired heavy metal songs. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I went back to these guys, and I was excited to see they had a... Sorry, bro. <laughs> they had an album out or what? Yeah, I went back to these guys, saw they had a new album. Holy shit balls. Uh, but yeah, they're actually pretty pretty badass. They're pretty good. They're it's basically all the members of the heavy metal band Cataclysm, and then they add a keyboardist guy to the mix <laughs> to do some real atmospheric stuff. Yeah, you need that, bro. <laughs> but yeah. So this is kind of like their side project. And there's a couple of music videos where they're like dressed in Roman armor and shit. It's pretty, <laughs> Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like a melodic death metal music. It never really caught on, but they. I'm glad to see they're still doing it anyways. Um, 
Yeah, I think by the time they came out, people were getting a little tired of all the gimmicky yeah. kind of metal bands that were Pirate out. metal. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> originally there was like, you know, in the 80s, you know, there was like the satanic metal band. That was the <laughs> fucking cool thing to be. <laughs> and then like in the late 80s, moving into the 90s, it became kind of like a, well, let's not be into the devil. Let's be like a pro-pagan kind of thing. And that kind of plays into... A lot of these death metal bands are from, like, Scandinavia and shit. Yeah. So, like, the pagan roots is really back to the ancient Viking Viking times. Yeah, so, like, the pagan kind of metal turned into, like, Viking stuff. And then the Viking stuff was like, well, you can sing about Vikings. You can do anything you want. (laughs) So that's, like, there became, like, Celtic metal bands and then, like, the pirate stuff. (laughs) And then there's always been a... The Egyptian metal band Nile. <laughs> Is it white dudes singing about Egyptian? Yeah, they're shit? like Florida death metal band uh, Nile. Be way cooler about, if it was actually Egyptian dudes. Yeah, like fucking Fuck the Muslim dudes. Accent, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, by the time XDO showed up, uh, I think people were a little tired of the gimmicks. But anyways, I'm gonna we're gonna play a track. It's gonna be a 90 second clip, so you can skip ahead if you don't like it. But it, it actually uses a clip from the show Rome of Lucius Verinus from the very beginning when Titus Pullo is getting whipped and Lucius Verinus is making a big demonstration of the whole thing in front of the legions to explain Titus Pullo's punishment. So the nice. track is called Once We're Romans. Boom. Justice knows every man's number. He has committed a terrible sacrilege. And he will pay for it with his life, as will any man here who breaks the law. Brawlers and drunkards will be flogged. Thieves will be strangled. Deserters will be crucified. First go hard! In battle formation! All right, so this week's event of the week is kind of the non-event of the week, isn't it? Yeah, sad news. Bugman's Oktoberfest staple of the Midwest, Wisconsin, Boarhammer scene yeah. is done. It's done. There will be... Back to the mud. <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging out with Bear last weekend. I kept saying that. Back to the mud with you. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah, but... Uh, that leaves well, a spot, though. Anybody wants to start a new tournament, maybe the Milwaukee boys can step up here. Yeah. There used to be Milwaukee tournaments back in the day. There was a Cheddar Fest last year. Oh. That was Milwaukee. Yeah. 
But in place of the Oktoberfest, there will still be an informal get-together. I think I'll probably head over there, check it out, drink some beers. Yeah, if I don't got shit going on, I'll commit to that. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm saving my pennies because I want to be able to do a, a good travel tournament next year. Oh, excellent. But uh, lacrosse. If we can crash the chads, that's yeah. and I don't drink myself too stupid. That's like a hundred and fifty dollar trip. <laughs> legacy, the legacy remains. In this informal get together, mm. but uh, if you're interested in that, you could probably contact us. We'll give you the details. I'm yeah. sure all kind of folks are welcome. I'm trying to think back. Yeah, that's the last. That tournament's probably been going for a ten, good ten years. <laughs> yeah. Why did it end? There's no space for it. Uh, yeah, I think space issues having trouble. Mm. Getting people interested for it. Yeah. I noticed a lot with the one-day tournaments. It's been getting pretty tough to get folks. Back in the day, it was basically only one-day tournaments. And now everybody's spoiled for two-day tournaments. So it's getting a lot of people aren't wanting to head out there for the one-days. I think mayhem well, it works great for us because it's close. <laughs> yeah. It works great for everybody, though, because the Northern Illinois guys, us, the Milwaukee guys, the lacrosse guys. Yeah, I guess it depends on how, I don't know, the, how thick your Warhammer population is. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of folks, going to lacrosse probably, you know, that's, even, even kind of for us, we it's always go down and spend a night. Yeah. It's kind of tough to get there and back in the same day. Yeah. So for a lot of folks, I can see why. But. <laughs> Yeah, sad news. Well, such is life. Moving on before I start bawling. (laughs) 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 All right, today our main topic is going to be Beastman history. Yeah, as an aside, trying to figure out which Beast book would be best Mm -hmm. for the Raj of Podges. Where do the where do the beasts begin, my man? Looks like nineteen ninety four. Yeah, so they're in the, in the same chaos book, book that the original demons were in. Yeah, which we discussed during our demonic history review. <laughs> yeah. There will be a quiz on that later. <laughs> <laughs> open book or no? Nah. Open podcast. Yeah. <laughs> open podcast. Hard to find it through the farting and dick jokes, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so the original Beast Man. Move four, weapon skill four, list skill three, strength three, toughness four, two wounds, initiative three, attack one. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's go back there. Two wounds. Two wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking solid there, eh? Uh, so we won't be hearing the cries of one wound. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Well, not that, Well, other than Senegor maybe, but they oh, kind of no. count as Cav. But note that. Normal beastmen have the same wounds as shamans. Champions did get three wounds. Oh, that's a shaman champion. Yeah, well, this is when the champions still had the same number of wounds as a unit. <laughs> beastman, shaman, lords, five wounds! Five <laughs> fucking wounds! <laughs> oh, that's a real beastman lord only has four wounds. <laughs> well, turns out the shaman's the way to go, bro. Uh, yeah. I think the wizards, yeah, 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 yeah. So a level one wizard would have one wound, level two had two, level three had three, and a four had four. So if they start at two, yep. yeah, they'll get up to five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's interesting. The beastmen had a rule called infighting. Yeah. And if you wanted to move or make a march move, you take a leadership check. And if you fail, you just sit there. You don't do shit. Similar to the old unruly, but I think that was your roll of one. You got to charge the nearest fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Minotaurs, classic beastmen. Yeah. 
These guys are pretty much almost the same in stat line. Uh, move six, weapon skill four. Leadership ain't the fucking same because the heroes are both leader ten, and yeah. the Minotaur and the champions were leadership leader nine. nine. Strength yeah. four, T four, only two attacks. <laughs> Although this was pretty standard for the big models back then. Like ogres only had two attacks. Yeah, at the time. Well, back in the day, like Minotaur, the blood greed, mm-hmm. they could never pursue. They always had to stop and eat the remains of the dead, and they would just keep doing that until you passed the leadership <laughs> test at the start of one of your turns. Uh, but if someone charged them while they were eating, they would stop eating uh-huh. and they'd get frenzy on the spot. So well, that's a good thing they had a high leadership, I guess. Uh, yeah, harpies in here. Weapons go four, strength four, T four, leadership six. Those fucking things had two wounds too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, two wound harpies is pretty crazy. Yeah, thinking back though, at the time these would have been those kind of gargoyle. Yeah, they're really they, bad they almost ones. look like beasts. Yeah, they basically look like beastmen with wings. Yeah, and they would be ranked up units back yeah. then, so you could take like a full unit of harpies, fly them high, and then charge somebody <laughs> on the second turn with full ranks. <laughs> Better hope you won combat because leadership six, you're not holding the gorgon. Those. Probably the first appearance of the Gorgon. Yeah, I think back then, the Gorgon... Well, he had a petrify spell. Yeah, he was just like a big bull. You're not like a humanoid bull like the Gorgon is now. Yeah. It was just a big bull. Like a a proper historic Gorgon. Yeah, Yeah. historical Gorgon. Yeah. But it could petrify a model within eight inches. It would have to roll less than its initiative... And if it failed, it would be immediately turned to stone and slain. <laughs> Six eyes failed. <laughs> On any visible enemy model within eight inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if you could cast that from or into combats. <laughs> I just want to go back to these centaurs. The move eight, weapon skill three, ballista skill four. So these were the missile troops of the Chaos <laughs> Beastman army back in the day. Well, that, too, makes sense historically because... Yeah, you know, or mythically, I guess. But yeah, don't, why are the centaurs like in the chaos evil? Because they're mutants. Because uh, they're mutants. Yeah, they would seem more wood elfy. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Well, a lot of other fantasy, almost every other fantasy system, I can think of. Centaurs are like good guys. You know, that's a good point. And they're mm-hmm. usually forest Roman motherfuckers, right? Mm-hmm. This is Warhammer's one interesting <laughs> take on something. <laughs> <laughs> Centaurs, two wounds, though. Yeah. Strength four, toughness three, two attacks, leadership seven. Ooh, look at the dragon ogres. Classic. These are the badasses of the day. Move six, so they're slower. Weapon skill four, strength five, toughness five, four wounds each. Uh, yeah, that's where that started. <laughs> two inish, three attacks, leadership seven. Five dragon up, ogres, scaly skin. 87 points each. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And back then, they were also immune to lightning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those centaur were 23 points a model. That's not 25 points if you get them shooty weapons. Compared to a lot of the cavalry at the time. Yeah. What's interesting to me is chaos hounds. Weapon skill four, strength four, toughness four, two attacks each, niche mm. four. They're kind of like a fighty unit, almost. <laughs> There's like nothing How super many points are the chaos hounds in this fucking list? 16 points per wow. model. One wound! <laughs> <laughs> Toughness. Well, they had tough four at least, but still. One uh-huh. fucking wound, 16 points. Mm. Leader six for bros that are just going to run away. Yeah, that's no good. Trolls. Trolls are basically the same as they've always been. The stats are the same. They vomit the same. They had the stone trolls and the river trolls. 
in uh, later editions of the O and G, they got away from that, but now they brought it back. <laughs> Trolls and were sixty-five the, points, which maybe ten points more than they are now. Mm-hmm. Harpies were fifteen points each, but they're better than they are now with two wounds, weapon skill, four strength, four tough four. So fifteen points each, you, mm-hmm. that seems pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, and they'll be ranked up. Well, they, they fly, can't, so they would be skirmish they now. Fly. Oh, yeah. For Podge. Oh, yeah, they would be skirmish. Because Flyers just skirmish. Yeah, those are badass little units. Yeah. What are they, 12 now? I think they're 11. And they're human stats. That's pretty badass little dudes. Minos, 40. Check out the awesome Minotaur artwork on page 69. It is like a super classic. <laughs> yeah, he's just looking, walking out yeah. of the woods there. Holding axes in really weird ways with this weird... It looks like a really feminine loincloth thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's making me kind of horny. Yeah, that looks more like a, again, like a classic fantasy Minotaur, not a GW Minotaur. This looks like yeah. a... A proper, like, standing upright bro. Yeah. Beastmen, 10 points each. You could give any unit halberds or great weapons for plus two points per so model. That's 12. Additional hand weapon would be plus one point. You can give them shields as well. Mm-hmm. Light armor, plus two points per model. You could actually yeah. get these bros jacked up to a fucking five plus. <laughs> yeah, so these are like your gores and your best of gores wrapped up together mm-hmm. so you could take naked beastmen 12 points with gray weapons what do you think about that they're not going to be as hitty now nah, you wouldn't but they got two wounds yeah, with two wounds you would yeah two wounds is pretty solid for 10 points might renege on my raj yeah. paja <laughs> just go with the beast i think you could take if you took like 40 that's that's like 80 wounds <laughs> It would take a a long time to slog through that. 80 toughness, four wounds. They didn't have any kind of like primal fury, so there's no no re-rolling or anything like that back then. It's just one attack, but it's strength six, so you know you're you're hitting back. You probably just break from combat and run before you ever got (laughs) killed to a man. But I think I would take today's eight point with two hand weapon models with primal fury over two wounds with no primal fury because if you're not killing anything... You're not going to be one of those combats. And these guys are only strength three, so. Mm-hmm. But you could take a hero, man. Give that guy the stubborn crown. Just fucking slog it out. Beastman hero. Ugh. 130 points. <laughs> He's T5. Three wounds, though. Three attacks. I think the current Beastman hero is 65 points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's interesting is for options, they have a page in here that has four columns. And it's Beastman Champion, Beastman Hero, Beastman Lord. Next one over, Minotaur Champion, Minotaur Hero, Minotaur Lord. Next one over, Dragon Ogre Champion, Dragon Ogre Hero, Dragon Ogre Lord. Yeah. And then even Centaur Champion, Centaur Hero, Centaur Lord. That's pretty cool because you could do a fucking all Centaur army. Yeah. And it would be pretty badass. They're pretty fucking pricey. Centaur Lords, 314 yeah. fucking points. Four wounds, T4, not super great. Not super great. All the Lords are pretty expensive. He's Dragon Ogre unit. Lord, 521 points. He's got six wounds, though. That's pretty much a shagoth, but like over twice the price Movement point-wise of a shagoth. Weapon skill, seven. Strength, six. T6. Six attacks. Only move six. I think a shaggy today is move eight. Yeah. <laughs> Initiative five, though. You're not going to lose him to pit or anything. <laughs> Most people wouldn't, but I probably still would. This Minotaur Lord's pretty badass. Weapon skill seven, strength five, T5, five wounds, five attacks, leadership ten. Leader ten is what makes six. it. 
Again, though, you could take an all Minotaur army, which would be pretty fucking awesome. I wouldn't have to dick around with these yeah, worthless so, bull ogres that could take a proper this, Mino army. This one, it's the characters, regiments, monsters, allies kind of deal, 25% each. So you only had to take 25% regiments, which could be the beastmen, minotaurs, chariots, hounds, harpies, dragon ogres, trolls. <clears throat> yeah, I guess for like the theme options and the versatility assuming all of these are i don't even think all of these were competitive even back in the day i don't know but it's kind of cool you could take a whole dragon ogre army (laughs) if you want or or all centaurs all minotaurs or any mix you get trolls harpies for chaff (laughs) although chaff with two wounds stuff is more strength for Mm -hmm. that's like flying cavalry now (laughs) yeah there's uh, Chaos Chariots you can get with Beastman Crew, only 86 points. Oh, that's equivalent to today. And they're all Strength and Toughness 7 on the Chariots. That's pretty badass. You can do a heavy chariot list, but these characters are pretty expensive. Level 1 Shaman, 68. Level 2, 134. <laughs> Level 3, 225. Yeah, Level 4, 336. I've been looking forward to getting some practice games in for um, Screw City with the Beast at 3K, so I'm kind of looking forward to getting off the Ogre bandwagon again and yeah. <laughs> something fun. And this is only stoking the fires. Stoking the flames, <laughs> getting you inspired. You could throw the usual monsters in, a griffin, a chaos gorgon, a gigantic spider, a giant scorpion, any kind of dragon, cockatrice. It's funny that all these things existed way back then in the early 90s and then pretty much disappeared until a couple years ago. Yeah, they ended up just pulling them all. It's kind of cool that they're back with Storm of Chaos, but I think you could do something with this. Yeah, I think this could be competitive. You just load up on the Beastmen, keep the characters as cheap as you can. Yeah, the Beastmen aren't bad. You get the Harpies are pretty good little fighty units. Yeah. As long as you don't have to take a panic at any point. Yeah, just keep keep them in. Keep your general in range. The Chariots... Prices are right in line, and you can even take just one Dragon Ogre, like 87 points, mm. or you could take just one Troll if you wanted, 65. You had some options. One Troll would be decent, Chaff. Yeah, the rules for the big guys are kind of interesting. If You could take one to five, and then they would have to be in one unit. If you took more than six, then you could have one or two units. <laughs> if you took more than 11, so you're kind of limited in what you could do so you couldn't take like more than one unit of one dragon ogres it's kind of more like a war band kind of feel it's weird that they would enforce those things that way but <laughs> it's interesting it's just but, how they did yeah. it yeah that's how they decided big guys would be but okay yeah definitely some possibilities in the 94 chaos yeah i think that could that might be the coolest point of the beast ever <laughs> 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 So next real appearance was 1998 in the Realm of Chaos book. Yeah. This is the one with the black obsidian cover with the big chaos scar and the star and the skull on it. Mm-hmm. This book was thick as hell. Yeah, it was. I remember it being a th- fucking thick, juicy book. <laughs> Again, this is where the like, demons resided as well. They're all hanging out together as of yet. I'm curious. You get Ungors in this one. Oh, the first appearance of Ungors. Ungors, or Bray, as they are called in the Dark Tongue of Chaos, make up the bulk of the Beastman hordes. Mm, you got Ungor and Gore. There's even Bestigor. This yeah. is the first time. Uh, yeah, so they're still... Gore still have two wounds. Bestigor have two wounds. Youngies only have one. Mm-hmm. Bestigor weapon skill five. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Are they, they're not five now, are they? No. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> All the characters still have an extra wound as well. Yeah, so you get a four-wound Beastman Lord. <laughs> infighting is still here. Fuckers. So that kind of... Yeah, that could screw you over. Especially, yeah. you'd have to stick near your ally in the Podge rules because they count as your BSB. Well, you just take Bestigor because Bestigor pride rule means Bestigors are not affected by yeah. infighting. <laughs> 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 and they don't take panic checks for Ungors either. Boom. <laughs> Dude. Ungars cause panic check in the current rules? Yes. Big deal. <laughs> Harpies do. Hounds do. <laughs> Everything do. <laughs> Tuskors are in here. Yeah. Still no Razorgors. No. Tuskors. I would say these are precursor to the Razorgore. These are the things that pulled the chariots. They decided horses weren't proper for pulling Beastman chariots. The fucked up part is... The models that they released at, at this point are the same models we have today, and they were shit then. The Tuscores? Yeah. Yeah. And the dra- well, Dragon Overs until the plastic kit came out. I like those Dragon Overs. I don't give a shit. The old school ones? I'm going on record <laughs> to say I'm a fan of the original and the only... Well, I guess there's new Dragon Overs. Yeah. The original... <laughs> I, I don't recognize the current plastic models <laughs> as Dragon Ogres. They're not. There's something. There's something else. I don't I'm know. I'm gonna go on are. record and say you're a retard. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go on record for that. <laughs> it's already recorded <laughs> in many places. Uh, Minotaur's still in. Stats are the same. Still just two attacks. Even at this point, still had the blood greed. Although. I think on a four plus, if they uh, they'd get frenzied frenzy. if they broke their opponent mm-hmm. or wiped them out completely. Some juicy stuff. The chaos hounds are still badass. Two attacks, strength four, two four. Only one wound now. <laughs> one wound. Well, they were one wound last time. Oh yeah. yeah. The harpies still still, still two, two wounds. wounds. <laughs> still strength four, tough four, two, two wound. wounds. That's freaking glorious, dude. Mm-hmm. That's. It doesn't even make sense because they're such weedy little flying fucks. But mm-hmm. dragon ogres still, still four wounds. Chaos trolls they're up to four attacks in this book. No equipment options, but they are four attacks. <laughs> That's it. So centaurs dropped. Done. Nobody wants them. Don't reappear until the synagogue. I can't even think. Up. Curious if anyone has. Do I don't they think they even models. make centaur models. Mm, I've never Maybe seen back any. in the old day. And I still got the old GW big fat catalog of all the bits they released when that was the cool thing to fucking do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't exist anyway. Yeah. So for the way the army selection worked in this one is you'd pick your general or you pick which warband you want to do. Warriors, beastmen, demons. You'd have to spend at least 75% of your points within that. War band, and then up to 25% can be on allies or other beastmen. <laughs> beast or uh, allies or other other units. In the beastman character section where they lay it out, it says first there's a t- big header that says beastman warlords, and then where it lists them, it says beastman chieftains. <laughs> oh, weird. Zero consistency in this book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looks like they're still pricey. So, beastman chief, that's kind of like a hero. Is 130. Yeah. So he's only a point or two lower than what he used to be. The Basic Shaman is only 68 points. Yeah. So the lo- the level ones are fine because they're T5, two wounds. Yeah, yeah. Weapons go four. And then it follows the same pricing structure where the Shaman's up to 336. At the bottom of page 107, there's some artwork. For some reason, they put four orc shields on here. <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are kind of orky. Yeah. Uh, 
I was digging through orc beast books. Beast men are just like the brown orcs, man. <laughs> Some racist shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Not all beast men are brown. Okay. The gore is still 10 still points. 10, yeah. Solid. Still same upgrades. Halberds. Great weapons. Beast man unit champion. 60 points. Two wounds, yeah, at least. You can give him a magic item, dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Ungors, four and a half points. Oh, can get a spear for a half a point and a shield for a half a point. <laughs> so five that's and a half. Five How much half. is an Ungor currently? Like five? I think they're six. Hmm. Seven with a spear, maybe. Or but seven with a shield. they don't have primal fury. Nope. But they'd be using without spears, just shields. Just take hand weapon shield. Go for yeah, that parry yeah. save. So this would be five points. These bros are bunkers currently yeah. for this guy. What do you think? Would you rather have these? Nah. I'd pay the extra, extra point and a half for, for Primal Fury. Uh, interesting. Because every once in a while, those little fuckers hang out in the back and don't do shit, but let wizards chill. And yeah. people just come on in, get all dragged out, expose a flank, and then fucking Ungor do some magical shit. I've seen it happen oh. many times. I think an Ungor block behind the lines might be kind of crappy if you, I don't know, you'd be infighting mm. on leadership six or seven, depending on if the character's in there or not. Any uh, one of these units can take a Beastman champion. The Ungors can take one, too. 60 yeah. points is essentially a Beastman hero, mm-hmm. but he's only leader seven. So, oh, so he does kind of helps you a little prop bit. him up. It's, it's like, like with the orcs, you can get like a big end yeah, champ exactly. for like a regular unit. Well, it's like me today putting shamans in my units because that makes the young girl leader seven uh, so when the general six. runs off to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the best of gores. They're Eight. Oh, one. Points. <laughs> <laughs> two, two wounds. So, two wounds. At 18 points. Heavy armor. But they come with halberds. Mm. It's interesting. You can give them shields, but why would you? I guess from shooting, but no one. Bah, craziness. Mm-hmm. These were those old plastic one pose models with the halberds, no doubt. Remember those? Yeah, I think those are just regular beast men. Uh, were they? But, yeah, those classic. <laughs> We've got a few of those like, kicking about. Yeah, me with too. The weird beast man, goat head. They're like, this one beast man, this model is so perfect. <laughs> It's going to be the whole <laughs> army of bros. And it wasn't like people were converting back then, right? Yeah. Beastman like, chariots were 88 points. Yeah, that's right in, right in line there. Uh, three. No, I think they're 80 points currently for a mm-hmm. Tuscor chariot. These motherfuckers are toughness seven. Strength seven. Same toughness fucking seven. Yeah, there you go. You'd definitely pay. Only three wounds. Ooh. A little easier to kill with a cannon, but yeah. T7 is nice. Minos. 42 points. Ah, that's closer to today's pricing, but they're leader nine. It's yeah. pretty solid. You can make badass little units. Strength four only. Today, strength yeah. five. But you can't, so at this point, you can't, you wouldn't be able to take just a Minotaur army because you have to take a unit of Gore, Ungor, or Bestagore if you want to take a Minotaur unit. Mm. Take as many Chaos Hounds as you want. Those little buggers are 12 points a pop now. That's decent. That's it for the beasties. Not a lot going. I think the first rendition was more solid than this. Yeah. Any real improvements? Yeah, a few here. more options in the characters and everything else. Yeah. You can still take uh, Minotaur champs, heroes, and lords, but you're not able to take dragon ogres. They don't even count as beasts. They fall into the 
This is where they began their slow... Like the monsters or something. Leaving yeah. from the Beastman book. Yeah. On page 107, there's some artwork depicting the Bestigor that look almost spot on like the shitty old metal Bestigor. So turns out you were right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking badass model. <laughs> where are the... Yeah, so the dragon orders have come from your monster selection. Still 87 points. Yeah, they didn't really do much too new with the beasts in particular. Yeah. In this book. They didn't they didn't even really fuck with the points. Mm-mm. They just fucked with the Minotaur's blood greed, and that's it. That's <laughs> <laughs> goddamn same. Well, they're at perfection. You just need to tinker a bit. That's it. Well, I the think... monsters are still in here, but... Yeah, same monster selection. That's about it for 98. So, moving on. The Demons and the Mortals in 2002 got their own book, Hordes of Chaos. The Beasts were nowhere to be seen until 2003. With the Beasts of Chaos book. Yeah. Which is where I pulled my latest tattoo from. This is the classic Beastman, Johnny Hastings. Yeah, this was it. There was some fucking serious changes from the previous one to this one, though. Yeah. They fleshed out a whole book from... Those scraps that we had before. I mean, we had the kernel there, but we got through it pretty quickly compared to yeah. just the, all the weird demon rules and stuff like that. This is where the herds were skirmished. Yeah. But when they got into combat, they, the gore would push to the front, and you could get up to two ranks. And ranks had to be five wide back then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'd be combined units with the gores and the ungores, both on 25-millimeter bases. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to declare a charge, you had to have at least... 25%, at least 25% or either or maybe over 25%. Um, not super important, but if you had a big, big horde of, of models, that became a challenge when you needed to have like seven gores or seven models within charge range instead of six in order to be able to do something. Yeah. So you really kind of had to mob them up because it was kind of tough to, you know, if you strung them out, even though you could see somebody on the side, you wouldn't necessarily be able to charge them like you would if you were a regular unit of skirmishers. Because in seventh, you know, they could be within, I think in sixth, it was like two inches. And then maybe in seventh, I think it was an inch apart. Yeah. But you could face any direction. Didn't matter. You could see every direction, too. Mm-hmm. So you the facing wasn't facing. important. Yeah. And then instead of infighting, they got unruly. <laughs> yeah, so at the start of every turn, compulsory movement phase, you roll a d6 on a one. They just have to charge straight at the nearest enemy, and if they can charge, they have to charge, too. And if they can't charge, they just move as fast yeah. as they can. So they would move 10 inches towards it. This is where they got ambush for the first time. Mm-hmm. So you could ambush up to half your units that had the ambush rule. Starting on turn two, you would take a leadership test. That's right. And they could come on anywhere if they just passed that leadership test. So the general would blow the fucking Brayhorn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking... If the bros were awake, not fucking shitting by a tree in the woods, they'd fucking come rushing on, kicking ass. Yeah, I remember you always used to have, you'd have like a big unit with the general, the BSB, and then you always had like a side unit. There was leadership seven, so against like my dogs of war who were always shooty, it was always like sweating bullets because it's kind of like 50-50 whether you come on or not. And then if you didn't come on, I think you'd roll a scatter die. Yeah, and they'd come on where where the arrow pointed Mm -hmm. at the board edge. Sometimes you'd... Sometimes it work out yeah, well still. Yeah, you could almost come on. It's like a one time. in four chance. Yeah. You're going to come on their side of the board anyways. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, 
This is where the gore, they lost down to one wound. <laughs> one sad wound. Yeah. The, there was a special Beastman weapon called a Brace Staff that could be used in two ways. You could use it as a great weapon, or you could use it to get plus two armor save. Oh. And it was, you'd always give that to the, like, the Brace Shamans and stuff, because A, it was cool, but B, yeah. it was useful. <laughs> Isn't that the... Isn't this brace staff still around or no? No, it's just it's, uh, it's gone, buddy. It's not a special. Basically, it's a stick. I guess it doesn't. <laughs> I guess it doesn't deserve its own badass special rules. Sadly, <laughs> no. Uh, so then, in terms of lords, yeah. So they've reverted the beast down. Lord, the Doom Bowl. T four on the okay, yeah. So the all the Beastman characters lost the point of toughness. The Beast Lord became strength five, though. He always used to be strength 4, T4, or yeah. T5. Yeah, but they all lost that toughness, so they all went down in 4 and 4. Yeah, they lost a wound each as well. The Doom Bowl made Minotaur core in this book. Oh, that's pretty badass. Which is when old Kevin Cool would be rocking whole armies of Minotaur. <laughs> yeah. The, the Minotaur blood greed in this is if you kill them all, you can't overrun because they're busy eating. Yeah. But they would pursue 3d6 inches yeah so it's pretty fucking awesome yeah that's pretty that's pretty badass especially in podge rules because it would it says 3d6 inches so you fucking go 3d6 inches (laughs) (laughs) it's a special rule uh the mino is up to three attacks lost that pippa leadership their leadership eight Mm, so this is the the start of their decline (laughs) yeah (laughs) but the doom bowl is leadership nine yeah. So it was interesting because the Beast Lord is only leadership eight. Total fucking Remember that? of today. So yeah. that's totally shitty. And then if you wanted the Doom Bull, you'd get the leadership, but then he, you know, he's like a vulnerable target. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you could ambush then because he didn't have a Brayhorn. Is no, that, you could right? lose your ambush, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting because they, they've since they're flip-flopped. Yeah. <laughs> the Beast Lord gives it to you and then the... Doom Bowl is just kind of a fighter. Well, the character points, though, are pretty solid with where they are today because the Beast Lord's 95, a Wargore's 60, Bray Shaman 75, Great Bray 180, mm-hmm. and the Doom Bowl's only 180, which is solid. Yeah. This is the return, my man, of the scent, the scent creatures, Scentagores. <laughs> drunken. This is what their drunken rule used to do. Mm. Roll a D6 on a 1. They're stupid. Or they have to test for stupidity. Yeah. So you, then you take a further leadership check. Two to five, it's nothing. On a six, then they're frenzied. They also had move through woods. Oh. Which the whole goddamn Beastman army should have. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> they had a trample attack. Which, yeah. It's just an extra attack. In the current book, they just combined it with their attack profile. Mm-hmm. But now you can actually use your weapon strength versus back then it had to be at your base strength. So if you had a spear on a charge, you couldn't use it. For core, then, you had the beast herds, which were the Ungor-Gore mixes. Mm-hmm. Seven points of gore, spot on with today. Four points in Ungor. Ungors might be four now, not six. I could have been lying to you there, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might be five base. I don't know. We'll get to that. But, mm. yeah, solid. I like the herd. I like that a lot. By the end of that, this book's era... I was pretty good at fucking using them after fucking God knows how long of doing it. So mm-hmm. um, the best of gore were in the beast units section. Yeah, so the army it wasn't construction like core fucking yeah special it was based off of uh, your general. You could combine this book with the other book, the Hordes of Chaos book, and mm-hmm. use these units interchangeably. That's why they're called beast units, not core units. 
Yeah, so you could take warriors units or demon units as special. Yes, you could. <laughs> the beast man armies. Best to go over in the beast unit section. Twelve points. Yeah, pretty much what they are today. Except you could mark them. Yeah. You take the corn gores, the pestigores. So that's one thing we haven't mentioned. Uh, let's talk a little bit because you could mark the bestigores. You could mark the chariots. You can mark the minos. You can mark the minos. My asshole just marked my Is underwear. there anything else you can mark? <laughs> could not mark the hounds back then. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> You, nah, man, that's about it for the mark. Okay, so the marks kind of depended Other than on spawn, but on so the marks did different things depending on whether it was a unit. Yeah. So a unit of corn is forty-five points to mark them. You paid once; they're frenzied, and then you got an extra dispel dice. So that's what meal, you know, is the same kind of deal with his hordes of chaos list. Yeah. Zinch is only twenty points. And gives you an extra power dice yeah. <laughs> if you're not fleeing. That's pretty awesome. But you lose the mark of undivided, so all those heavy Zinch armies wouldn't be re-rolling psychology tests. Mark of Nurgle on a regiment causes fear, 50 fucking points. <laughs> Which is me. I think that's when you can auto-break shit. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. But for Minotaurs, it gives them a 5-plus scaly skin. For the characters, it gives them an extra wound. And then for the... Let's go back to the Zinch, because when you mark, there was no Zinch wizards in that no, you, in this book. You would take like a Wargor and you'd give them a mark of Zinch to make yeah, one level two. It's the same thing with the warriors. There was no Zinch wizards. You can only upgrade the Exalteds, so they're really fucking expensive. It was cool because you'd have this badass dude that could cast magic, but it was a double-edged sword because he's going to get skunked if he goes into combat. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking big point sink sitting there. Yeah, so I'm thinking, let's take a look at the lore of Zinch. Towards the end of the book, yeah, warhounds were ta- toned down to pretty much what they are today. It's six points a model. Lost that extra Zinch. wound. So this lore is compatible with the Raj Podge Red Fire. This is when everything was fire. If I remember right, a lot of these Zinch spells were kind of combat spells. A lot of direct damage too. Oh yeah, on a orange fire on a six plus, you can reroll all failed hit wounds and armor saves. Uh, pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Who needs Primal Fury when you got that shit going? Yeah, Yellow Fire, the wizard and his entire unit on a six plus gets a five plus ward save. Fucking awesome. Uh, Let's hope. Let's fucking pray the next Beastman book goes. <laughs> Everybody, come on. If we put this energy into the world. We could get some awesome shit again. <laughs> Green fire. On uh, a nine plus all the models in a unit within twenty four inches attack themselves. Yeah, that was a pretty good one because yeah. used to especially if they had gray weapons. Chaos warriors and shit. Blue fire on a nine plus twelve inch range, two d six hits with a strength of d six plus one. Two, yeah. Indigo fire on eleven plus strength two hits to a unit within eighteen inches, and each turns wound into turns into a horror. But they they end up in close combat with the unit right away, so basically they just get killed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Violet fire, target enemy character within six inches. They take a leadership test. If they fail, they're... They're dead. It says they disappear into the realm of chaos to be <laughs> instructed by the, his new master. <laughs> that is a fucking awesome... 12+. plus. So you combine that with a Laura Death dude <laughs> yeah. in this day and age. That would be out. freaking awesome. Combine it with some Doom and Darkness, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on, buddy. So then there was also a Laura Slanesh and yeah. a Laura Nurgle. Same thing, low casting costs. 
the Nurgle had a lot of sniper-type spells. Well, the, the Loris Slaanesh... Titillating Delusions was a fucking oh, yeah, dickweed so of a are, spell. These are the same as yeah. the... Uh, so maybe I can take... This would be a pretty uh, effective book for some your, of this magic. Yeah, I might take Enrapturing Spasms, just like... Yeah, because I, I wanted to do this... You your spells, but... Yeah, I, wa- I was looking at this for the demons, but there's no way to create a list and actually get magic users at 1,000 points for yeah. Pod. But I could take a couple Slanish Wizards. If I get Enrupturing Spasms, like I said before, 10 plus, an enemy unit, 18 inches, even if engaged in close combat, <laughs> can't voluntarily move, cannot shoot... It- Cat close combat or cast spells. If they're in combat, they're hit automatically. <laughs> if they have a remains in play, in play, it's automatically dispelled. Uh, that's, and a 10 plus. That's greasy. Yeah. That's one of those that really takes the fun out of the game when you can't control your own models. And you like, all right, dude, uh-huh. that was great. I'm just going to sit down with my thumb in my ass. Greasy. If you're immune to psych, that spell doesn't affect Yeah. Them. Well, I guess it has a downside. If you play Back in the slayers. day, immune to psych used to save you from a lot of bullshit yeah. things, but now, not anymore. <laughs> now with the fucking power creep, man. Used to save you from banshees and stuff like that. Yeah. The fucking power creep. <laughs> yeah. Anything special in the Laura Nurgle? Not too much in there. <laughs> There's a spell that has their movement. There's a spell that reduces a single character's toughness. Effectively, there's a miasma, but it also affects strength. Yeah. D6, strength 4. Take a toughness test or suffer an armor save for one character. Yeah, the Nurgle stuff's pretty yeah. pretty tame compared. Probably never seen it. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think? Beast Herd, 7 points, a model. Now, when they take wounds, can't you, like, peel off? Shooting goes against Ungor. Oh, okay. Gore get behind the Ungor. And then in combat... The gore take the beating, because the gore rush to the front, and they're the ones in base, unless you don't have enough fight gore. With the gore. You think seven points plus one for gores are equipped? Gores are only uh, leader six in this one, and a champ yeah. is 20 points, but makes the unit leader seven. But the problem is he oh, dies anytime there's a fucking combat. But he's combat. strength four. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this back in the day. I'd really be annoyed, because you'd have to, like, parcel out each. All right, here's my gore... Here's my Ungor. Yep. This is the foe render. This is my <laughs> general. This is the BSB. And there was no step forward either. So he's yeah. like, well, the gore are all dead. My general gets swinged. Okay, so five gore, five Ungor. That's how many points? 55 points. 55, wow. With no command. That's a f- decent, fun little unit. You're going to want at least a Muso, and you're going to need a 20-point foe render mm. to give you leader seven unless you're going to put a character. Yeah, I think I'd work with the character. Seven points with no Primal Fury. That's probably still all right. Are they eight now with Primal Fury or are they seven? I think they're seven. You want the additional hand weapon? No, that would make them eight. Okay. Yeah, these are seven with it. And they got the bad, uh, the good ambush rule. Yeah. So there's some potential. Yeah. Well, let's think of... I kind of like this. See how the magic items can come into play here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were some fucking winners back then. Yeah, so with the, with the dwarves, the runes are been same the whole time almost the demons never really got anything so this is our kind of our first look so you had some horns to give like plus one to the leadership test for ambushing (laughs) (laughs) crown of horns was one of my all-time favorites for 30 points you'd get a five plus word save and plus one to rally oh yeah i remember that two to rally (laughs) it was a blood hunt horn you could force a fleeing enemy to automatically fail their rally test you have to be within Mm -hmm. 12 inches 
This Rune of the True Beast is kind of cool. Ridden monsters, yeah. lone monsters, steeds, cavalry mounts, swarms may never attack him. If you had that, you would fucking take it on like a just s- run him into, solo minotaur yeah. character and just smack hydras and whatever the f- uh, A-bombs around like nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says beasts of chaos characters only because they had to make sure that the chaos warriors weren't uh, taking these yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking cheeky. Slaughterer's Blade. Each wound they do on a 4-plus regain a wound. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of it's kind of stock standard, like the Great Fang, 50 points, no armor save allowed. <laughs> Gore Tooth, arcane item, 25 points. Oh, yeah, remember this? You get Hatred and the Blood Greed rule, and the bear can replace one of his spells with the bear's anger. <laughs> yeah, we used to make jokes about that yeah. a lot because of the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think... There is no spell called the Bear's Anger currently, no. sadly. <laughs> Bear's not angry anymore. He grew up. Staff of Dark God. The Staff of Dark <laughs> Return trip. That's a little fucking point hammer. Cast on a Beast Herd. Bestagora Warhound within 12 inches and within charge. Ready. You so may declare they, they and they make declare a, a charge in the magic phase uh, on a 9 plus. Uh, I remember that thing. Yeah, because that, that was, was so dicky. Hastings choice there. <laughs> so dicky. 9 plus to cast. So you could effectively charge turn one because you just push forward 10 and then cast the wild call mm-hmm. fucking golden buddy oh. getting in on like war machines and chaff and shit magic banners 25 points vitriolic totem all mottos in this unit have poison attacks that would be fucking awesome on a gore herd right now oh, yeah you're dealing out so many attacks with re-rolls the beast banner was plus one attack when you charge that'd be all right 60 points i think the beast banner now is plus one strength mm-hmm. and that's like the Automatic choice on every BSB mm. and every beast. <laughs> yeah, you could do some. How many points are the best to go? Are 12. So that's not bad. There's some fucking options here. Yeah. This was a solid book. I think- you can frenzy the best of gores. So instead, you're not re-rolling, but you have two attacks at least. <laughs> some fucking solid shit here. Except that you're always taking frenzy checks to see whether you got a charge or not. Yeah, but when the, your guys are this powerful, why wouldn't you? <laughs> That's a damn good question, my friend. <laughs> oh. You give the Shagoth marks. Well, you can't give Dragon Ogre's marks, but you could take a Shagoth with a mark. <laughs> 295 points. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> In any case, yeah, I think there's definitely some potential here. Probably you know, for pure power, I don't know. That this is where you want to be, but with the units, you can do a lot of fun stuff. So like last episode, yeah, I think I, I would love to put together a couple, put together a list with maybe two two herds, like a big one, and then like an ambushing one like you always used to have. Guarantee I still have a spreadsheet probably <laughs> on my Century PC. thousand point list? <laughs> with the thousand point list and all the lists I ever played back then. <laughs> Guarantee it's still there because I remember remaking it when the new book came out. Uh, how many points is a... Uh, Bray Shaman, 75 plus 35 for a level 2. If you went two level 2s, I was going for Slanish. Oh, but then your leadership is so bad. Bray Shaman, our leadership 6. Yeah, you That'd be win. all your characters. <laughs> Guess you'll be taking them unit champs. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely some potential, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. So That is a real fucking flash from the past for me there. Mm-hmm. I want to do a... Uh, new segment we won't do it every time this is on the fly here but i think it'll be fun to do a predictions segment 
for a new Beast Book. Mm. It's coming back around. Yeah. It's coming back around, my friend. Woodies were just dropped, so maybe Beast will be... Bretonian, Skaven, and Beastman. No are the... shit. Because I think the Beastman were one of the last... Beastman and Skaven, I think, were one of the last for 7th yeah, edition, 2009 right? is when the current Beastman book came out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe do, like... Maybe a couple of wish list items. What would you like to see? Well, I already talked about some really awesome magic. <laughs> awesome magic. I'm trying to think what really sucks about the book Senegors. now and what really works. So what really works is Primal Fury. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. What doesn't work is eh, just lower strength in general. You don't have a good way for core troops to be busting armor and shit like that. That's why you're always taking the beast banner. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a common problem, though. Yeah. And it's, you know, the best to go or mitigate the shit out of it, so it's not a huge issue. Mm-hmm. You got, I love the chariot setup now. I like the solo razor gores. That's really cool. I hope that stuff sticks. I think the monsters should be affordable and make them competitive. Make them have ways to get saves or get wounds back that are plausible and usable and that sacrifice all your attacks to eat one model <laughs> to fucking gain however many wounds that model uh-huh. had that's fucking lame sauce but okay so that's yeah. kind of a wish list let's i'd like look to see how not causing panic checks <laughs> <laughs> you might remember actually the hounds used again. to be the staple oh yeah you used to have two units of five super versatile i think i have 20 something of those things fucking painted mm-hmm. at least 15 and five that are half painted maybe but those classical metal models <laughs> yeah okay well the plastic ones they came out with were fucking shite okay so let's do a couple actual predictions and then when it comes out a year or two or five years from now <laughs> we can go back so will there be any new units released do you foresee i don't like a fresh so. new not new kits but just new units i don't think so okay i think they already have a really broad range and i think all the models they have are cool so there's no reason to do anything more than the best gore models are awesome the gore and ungore okay. were just redone and are awesome and there's Hopefully they come up with a better Razor Gore model. But. Okay. Yeah, so what new kits do you think they'll come mm, out with? Probably Senegore would be a big one because you're still rocking them big kind of shit, but mm-hmm. I still like them a lot. Metal models that never glue together well. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of thinking, I want to predict, I think there will be a new unit because I think they're going to do a double kit of something, either like a Senegar Senegore that turn into something else. Some kind of brawl like equivalent a, would be pretty solid. You could do like a shaman unit, like easily, like a Senegore slash a shaman unit. Maybe a unit of Ungors riding on boars. <laughs> well, then the other thing would be a Razor Gore, because I think if you're going to keep them around, they definitely need to come out with more than one fucking weird-ass model. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe a Razor Gore and then some kind of, I don't know, some kind of crazy Spike Gore. You're some. Some other kind of weird unit that it'll combo with. That'll have a weird shooting effect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think like there will be a new unit. And I'll say the two new units. I think there'll be two combo kits. Okay. Um, either a Minotaur. Well, no. no, Minotaur. No, fresh, the Minotaur right. fresh, yeah. Would be so nice I'm baking to on see... Senegors and Razorgors that they're going to be kits. Okay. But I could see a new uh, Razorgore chariot that is... Yeah. A, Doubles as a chariot and then goes into something else. That I could see. You might be onto something there, buddy. <laughs> like it's just pulling like get, some kind of huge herdstone. You get a razor gore chariot with an extra razor gore in the box. Yeah. And that's the only way to get razor gore. That's, so you have to buy Yeah, I think that's probably more likely than a unit of razor gores. Do you think any units will be dropped? I'm 
trying to think of yeah. what seems like. Will the Senegors even be in? Is my double unit thing way off because the Senegors are going the way of the Dodo yet again? Did they find cast Senegor? I don't know. Creole okay, no. So maybe they'll Why drop would they the bother? <laughs> what would be cool would be kicking it old school. Let's have Senegor characters, Minotaur characters. Let's allow for whole armies of these motherfuckers, dude. Badass. <laughs> okay. Now, one last thing. Do you think Marks of Chaos will return for the Beastmen? I don't think so. I think they got away from that, and I'm happy with that decision. I think they will be back. I will bet you one humiliation effort. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever loses the bet suffers whatever humiliation. Well, remarks of chaos, whether they're in the book or not. Yeah, you're going to take that bet? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the same limitations we had last time. So you can make me pee on myself, but I'm not letting you fucking pee on me, that kind of thing. <laughs> you can make me like poop my pants, but you can't poop on me. Those kind of <laughs> Keep the bodily Deal? fluids to yourself. Deal. Yeah. All right, All right. Let's, shake, let's shake on it. <laughs> Mark my words, there'll be chaos marks in this new Beastman book. All right, I say no. I say Raj is a fool. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope my history of winning our humiliation right. contest continues. <laughs> let's take a little break. And yeah, let's do that. Wrap her up. All right, let's give fucking J-Jack a call, buddy. Yeah, the fucking tally man. So, in case folks don't know, the tally man is Matt J-Jack. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Gorkamorka campaign, playing the Blood Bowl with us. Some of you folks would know him from Wapaka. He was my right-hand man in the scoring room. Doing all the tallying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not one of those ironic names. <laughs> He's pretty good at counting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's give him a ring. Matt. Hey. What's going on, buddy? Mr. Taliban. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good. Uh, we're just calling in, seeing what's going on. How are you doing since our last Warhammer game? Well, I'm still feeling the pain from the Sounds about right. Yeah. Have you been inspired to work on any Warhammer shit? I know, don't you have like a shitload of orcs and goblins to work on or something? Yeah, and that's actually, I was sorting through everything right now in the last hour or so. Shit, I got. Um, you going to bits, buddy? No. I believe he is signed up for North Star, however. Mm, nice. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out right now what to put in a list of North Star because I've got like 5,000 points of orcs and goblins <laughs> and four models of painted, so. <laughs> Sounds like most gamers, typical armies. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to figure out a little ahead of time what to, to work on and try not to make so, it too bad. Are you trying to find a, just pick out a list in general, or are you trying to pick a list that is, you know, like easy to paint or low on models or something like that? Any particular angle? Well, easy to paint would be nice. Low on models, <laughs> pretty much not really something that happened or job. No, <laughs> you're pretty screwed there. Are the Boar Boys in core? No. <laughs> They're not that uh, good anyway. Good. I don't think anyone would take them in core, regardless. Oh. But, uh, okay, so you're trying to figure that out, working on some orcs and goblins. How's the uh, Blood Bowl been treating you? 
I'm just waiting for you guys to head off to my place to round up. Yeah, so we got one more session before we fucking kick it into the playoffs at Podge to fucking run up to the Stupid Bowl or the Bro Bowl. I can't remember what I call it. <laughs> but what's your team record, J-Jack? Do you know? Oh, um, it's actually pretty good since I switched to the Ohio. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I might have lost a bear once. He pounded pretty good, and I've lost two both times. But <laughs> I beat Jerry and think... Butch, and I'd be bear later. Yeah, I think you should be have a pretty good record because I know the bear has a shit record, Jerry has a shit record, <laughs> Butch has a shit record. So you should it's be you good. Should be, yeah, you should be all right. Yeah, I think, I think you're a pro- probably a top contender for a first round bye. <laughs> yeah, I think your team rating was only like, well, it was way above mine. Not. I just cracked the 1.75 million mark. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Rogers. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, like I was, I didn't get a whole lot of points because I didn't get any real star player points out of our game. So my guys yeah. haven't kicked up for Oh, and uh, everybody, I think I lose an elf game and that's hurting my team rating. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, one guy gets killed in every game Ooh. with Jax. So it's been pretty hard going trying to get that rating up trying to get the skill players but your qb is a fucking badass isn't he yeah what what is the upgrades does he have um accurate safe throw pass agility five now <laughs> uh i think that was actually it i keep trying to just a little bit less spread the love around. <laughs> <laughs> the dude can throw like halfway across Anything, the pitch yeah. like on a three plus or a four plus with a re-roll with a free re-roll yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how I scored against you. Is I just threw it. I yeah, threw you it got the very end of the long bomber. It's like a two-turn thing. Just move the guy up, get him in the end zone, and just throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Are you gonna gonna get those models finished and painted by uh, Raj Podge, Let's say. Yeah, say by Raj. I'll throw okay. those in the mix real quick and work on them. Yeah, we should get them all done before we like the Gorka Market finale. Nobody gets their models painted until the very last <laughs> game that we decide to play. Well. Yeah, because I had, all mine were done for Gorkamorka. And when we started the Blood Bowl season, I was trying to run Chaos, and I painted them. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, those guys are ready to go. Yeah, and then I was kind of, I was feeling the pain a bit. And I think part of it was I kept playing Bear, and I didn't <laughs> know how to take a, a vanilla, no-skill kind of demon play against Orcs. So. so he's out bashing you. Yeah, and I couldn't exactly. I mean, I threw it a couple times, but, you know, I didn't have any actual skill players. So sold those to Herbold. They got the high so that'd be fun. I think yeah. that was a good choice. Definitely see the running and or the passing and the catching, agility four. Definitely pretty easy to score there compared to the Chaos team, I would imagine. Yeah, and it's just gotten me out of a couple of lines. It's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm down, and then if I can get somebody to get out of place and get a guy to run through, it doesn't even matter which one it is, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty nice with the Owls. All right, cool. Any you gonna plans on expanding those metallic ogres you have? Well, that is choice for Northstar. Uh, <laughs> if I get myself in a bind, because we're, um, we're actually looking for a house now. Yeah. We're all set up, and if we start getting stuff, and if I'm spending enough time doing that instead of paint, then I only need to add more and fang, another iron, but probably some iron, maybe metallica. Sure. And those I'll guys probably, look like they paint up pretty quick, huh? Yeah, I think everything that's there, I painted up most 10 to 12 days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. And then I'll just probably rebase them at the same time, because I don't have any of that actual basic stuff left from the years ago whenever I did them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that won't take now, as much time. to. You bought all of the demons that the bear was plugging away on for years there, didn't you? I bought the corn demons. Ah, okay. Any plans for those boys? Well, 
I don't know anything. <laughs> um, I kind of want to do them again. Me and Raj worked up a list that I'm actually, I kind of like. Um, but the problem is, like, I can't pull any of these guys off their base stuff. <laughs> so, like, the the blood crushers, or anything that's metal, I could put, like, the glue solvent or whatever on there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. pull those bits off if I can't find a way to match base style because I don't want to have. What? Yeah, I guess what is the problem with the bases that you need to get them off there? Um, well, he's got it is like some of that like railroad, you know, cobblestone plastic hard stuff on the top of the base. Oh, yeah, they were, like, city-themed or something. Yeah. yeah. Some of them got stones and little doors and stuff, and that's all right. But, like, the sand mixture and stuff he's got on there, I could probably mm-hmm. redo. I was going to sit with Bear one day and see if he remember how he did it. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I could just, like, the, the the blood crusher, that would be my main. was going to be a big old unit of those. Yeah. And none of those are... We're going over lists. We decided on a big unit of eight blood crushers with two heralds in there <laughs> for a big, hitty, big, hitty unit if you're... Not not super great at Warhammer. It's always best to default to a big hitty unit that should kill a lot of stuff, <laughs> even if you can't necessarily deliver it the way you want. At least it's going to get there and kill something. That's why I go Gutstar. <laughs> <laughs> not very good at this game. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So, okay. Badass, man. Well, good luck on the ONG. I'll see you real soon. Are you going to Bear's Barbecue? All right. Yeah, we'll be there. Bring your... Bring your Blood Bowl minis, dude. Good luck getting those ONG done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch up with you later then. All right. Cool. Thanks for calling, guys. Yeah. Thanks for chatting, buddy. Yep. Later. All right, man. What else do we fucking have here? We got Raj's cheap ass segment. Or the hidden hobby dollars. <laughs> Whichever you prefer. <laughs> what the fuck do you have today? I got you fucking a nerd. Fucking doozy. <laughs> I got a fucking doozy for you. This is going to rock your socks, blow your load. Ooh, I could use some of that right now. Yeah. It's been a while. You've been looking to save money. That's crazy. Have you ever heard of Ting? No. So Ting is a phone company. It's like internet-based, so they don't have any locations or anything, and they kind of work off the Sprint network, but they're a separate kind of cell phone company. Okay. So previously with Sprint, I was paying $82.88 per month. That's about where I'm at. For phone, messages, data. data. Now the thing with Sprint is you... And I don't know if this is the same with other cell phone companies. Is you, they will not remove the data if you have a smartphone. They're going to charge you for the data no matter what, whether you use yeah. it or not. But with Ting, if you don't want the data, they don't charge you for it. You only get charged for what you use, and each month your stuff falls into different buckets. So I switched to Ting, and my bill went from eighty-two eighty-eight a month down to. Fourteen thirty-five <laughs> a month. Do you get to keep the same phone and number? Yes. So I had a Sprint phone, so I was able to just port it over. I have the same phone I did before, and it uses the Sprint network, so all the coverage is exactly the same. The main difference is uh, the well, the messaging and the actual talk is cheaper, 
but I don't have to pay for the data. But the data would still be cheaper than it would be for Sprint. So if you want to keep your data, it's 50 or 60 bucks. Now, the reason I got rid of the data is we have uh, Wi-Fi at work. Mm -hmm. There's Wi-Fi at home. Mm -hmm. There's Wi-Fi at your house. I've got your password. I'm logged in right now. Mm -hmm. I've got Wi-Fi at all my friends' houses. Everybody has Wi-Fi. The only time you really need your phone internet is when you're trying to ignore people at a restaurant that you're sitting with so you can <laughs> tool around. Or uh, the other thing is, like, if you use your cell phone as, like, a Garmin, a GPS. Yeah. So, but I do have a, you know, one of those old GPSs yeah. that were all the rage back in the early 2000s. <laughs> so I don't need to have the data. So, yeah, I'm saving fucking 70 60. bucks a month almost. Yeah, it's... Got it down here. 55, 55 oh, to 60 God. bucks a month. Jesus. Yeah, so it's pretty fucking awesome. And I used a podcast referral link for a different podcast. So I get $25 off. So my first bill was $0. <laughs> my second bill, it was 320 And then finally, I'll be at 1435 And we have a link on the support section. Mm-hmm. Where if you click on it, you will get $25 off your first bill. Or if you want to get a new device, you'll get $25 off that. Nice. So, And that really helps out the podcast pretty majorly yeah, yeah. for our coffers as well. So I did a little annual breakdown <laughs> over a year. Because with the kilowatt, yeah, I saved maybe 120 140 bucks. But I'm switching to this. I saved about $822 a year. <laughs> so I don't know. I was kind of thinking about a dark elf army or, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, if you switch to Tang, maybe you could get this dark elf army <laughs> you know, and quit the Yorktonians. <laughs> yeah. But you could get, okay, so to put it in Warhammer terms, if you don't know how much dollars are here in pounds or euros or Aussie dollars. You can get <laughs> the universal currency Warhammer figures. <laughs> Warhammer figures. You can get two Dark Elf War hosts, two Hydras, two units of Brolox, two units of Shades, 40 Executioners, a Cauldron, <laughs> a Dark Elf Army book, and two units of Dark Shards. <laughs> if you get it from a place that you get like a 20% discount. Jesus Christ. You can get all that. So basically, by switching to Ting, you I, get a, I can pay for a, a war, new Warhammer army each year. A super army, not just a like fuck, the bare minimum. Yeah, that's a fucking huge. Because those war hosts, they seem like a pretty good deal. You get a cold one chariot, a unit of Corsairs, a unit of spearmen, and a unit of cold one riders. So you double all that. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking massive. You just have to convert the characters, and you're fucking done. So, fuck. Yeah, definitely. I haven't had any issues with the service or anything like that. Even if you... You know, don't drop the data like I did. You'd still save 20 or 30 bucks right. easily. Yeah, so if you click on that support link, you, it'll take you to a calculator, and then you just put in your minutes, your amount of data you use, and it'll tell you whether you'll save money, you know, what your bills would be. I wonder how you would determine what your data usage is. Does your phone track that every month? Yeah, your cell phone provider. You should be able to log in, and they, they track all that data. Yeah, interesting. Like on the Sprint site, I was able to go in and see. And they pay, if you're stuck in a plan, they'll pay 25% of your early termination fee. Which is like 200 bucks or something, though. Yeah, I think for Sprint, is like 350 Fuck me. So I, I waited until mine expired, because I didn't yeah. figure out about Ting until you know, I had like four or five months left. Okay. But if you, even if you know, you're 18, 19 months left, I mean, it makes sense to bite the bullet. 
early on if you're going to save fucking 60 bucks a month. <laughs> that's pretty fucking insane. Yeah. I do use my phone a ton because that's constant apartment bullshit, so I'd have to look at what my usage is, but mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I will investigate this tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Tingling. But I did download some apps that, um, particularly the download app. So since I don't have internet, like when I'm traveling and stuff sometimes, yeah, I could just use a download app to download. Like I'll use it for audiobooks and stuff. So even if I don't have the internet, I can still have audiobooks and like ebooks and stuff I put on there. So you can still easily distract yourself and waste your time, <laughs> even if you don't have the internet at every single junction. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely check it out if you're in the U.S. I assume uh, it doesn't apply to any foreigners. Okay, sounds good, man. But yeah. So so far, you fucking save people over a thousand dollars a year, Raj. Close. We're not there. About nine hundred forty, nine sixty. I feel like you might have blown your load on the cheap ass segment, <laughs> much Perhaps. like Bear did on the fucking Bear Care segment. I can't save you anymore. <laughs> That's it. This it's as it. good as it gets. Yeah. Next time we're talking fifty cents on a four cent per gallon Fleet Farm gas coupon. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> which I'm personally mailing out to people. <laughs> you're you're paying me a penny per gallon, and I'll mail you a four cent per gallon. <laughs> All right, that's it, man. Let's talk about mentions. So, gear. We got four white dice and one medium shirt left. I will bring those to bits for the bits bazaar. <laughs> Should anyone be interested in a medium point hammered shirt or some dice? Forum pointhammer.com slash forum. Yeah. The blog, youmagnificentbastards.com, where you can stay up to date with what we talk about every fracking episode. Yeah. So you'll see pictures of the the new gateway unit filler and mm-hmm. then pictures of my painted horrors. And you'll see pictures of the wacky reds and blues I'm going to use on the next Orctonian, <laughs> as well as some of the insane sculpting work going on on the Orctonian Lord. Mm-hmm. So make sure you visit our site, check out the support page, click the fucking links and buy shit. I'm going to start smacking people in the fucking head. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to do it with my hand. (laughs) (laughs) So question of the month. (laughs) Yeah. So we posed this at the end of last episode. Yeah, we did. And we didn't have a chance. We're a bit in a hurry. We didn't have a chance to discuss it fully, I believe. (laughs) This is true. Uh, But should Mr. Hastings... (laughs) That's me. ...abandon the Arctonians, you say put them on a hiatus. I said back burner them. I think they should be destroyed so as not to distract you going forward. (laughs) All right. Fair. Could be my humiliation. Uh, Should they be ditched? Should you win our bet from earlier? (laughs) (laughs) I'll make you pee on one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... 30 hours of work, I'm just pissing on it. Pissing down the drain. <laughs> I'll hit him with a gloss coat first. <laughs> so should the Bretonian, Orctonian project be abandoned in favor of the Dark Elves? Due you to just strength and effectiveness of Dark Elves. <laughs> on the battlefield. The level of ass-chappedness I feel when playing against them, mm-hmm. and how I would like to put that upon other people. I find this... Interesting. <laughs> like the classic Johnny Hastings hates the Dark Elves, complains at the start of every battle report where he has to play Dark Elves about how he has to play this bullshit in every tournament. But I think what's what's bitten me is Elf Fever. Because with all the Elf shit going on in the last couple got books it, man. Here, you got a wild... And, you know, I dabbled in High Elves a few years yeah, back. you painted a unit of... Archers? Arch, like full 10 or and so? I, 
Yeah, and I got two units that are converted and built and primed and made and painted movement trays for them both. Oh, really? Wow. So I'll probably bring those archers it's... to the Bits Bazaar at the Bits Tournament next week or this weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I did fuck around with it a lot. I built characters. I started a crazy BSB conversion. And then I went gung-ho on the bull ogres. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at today. But I do really like fucking the idea of playing elves because they're very different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like all the re-rolls. Sure. <laughs> it's getting out. <laughs> Maybe moving down to T3. Yeah. It's going to be... It's a different world than I've ever experienced because yeah. I had dwarves, beasts, and ogres. Mm-hmm. Only toughness three I really had going was the fucking ongors. Yeah. But they were worthless shit anyways. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't know. I'm feeling elves, but... I'm also feeling Orctonians. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Dark Elves could be fun because you don't have to convert every everything. No, weren't were you talking about just doing kind of like stock stuff? This would be mostly unconverted, but with a heavy, heavy paint focus. Mm-hmm. And I yep. usually go with a heavy, heavy paint focus, so I would have to come up with some crazy and shit. Even heavier paint yeah. focus. There'd have to be some fucking serious bullshit going on here. Because I figure if I not going to spend a couple hours converting each model, I can spend a couple more hours painting each model. Yeah. So, yeah, what does that mean? Non-metal metallics? Does it mean crazy cloaks and super freehand on every bro? Does it mean tattoos? Does it mean... What the fuck? I don't know. But Mm -hmm. that's the point. So what we want from you all, then, is is if you want to get into the Wapaka contest for free, a voicemail, but you could also email, Twitter... Facebook, whatever, the answer in, mm-hmm. whether I should, and a solid reason one way or the other. Johnny is at a crossroads. <laughs> I'm pushing him away from the Artonians. I want to keep him starting new armies perpetually <laughs> to, to, to uh, maintain a painting dominance in the area, Art, an artificial, <laughs> artificial paint dominance by keeping him sidetracked for all time. I see. So those are my, those are my motives here. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're curious to see what you all think. Yeah. So email pointhammered at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook. Voicemail 601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728. If you leave us a voicemail and it gets used in an episode, you'll get a free entry into the fucking Wapaka Vacation Contest. It's a fucking mm-hmm. $5 value. It's not worth squat. We're not giving you anything. But you aren't getting that free entry. That's pretty much like taking five bucks out of the bear's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> you could also hit us up on Twitter. Hammered. I, yep. Hammered underscore Raj. At point hammered. Yeah. That's it. We're fracking done, buddy. We're going to kick it out here with some more XDO. Mm-hmm. This track is called I Caligula. Nice. Suck my balls.
Bully's got a huge red rocket poking out. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> it just fucking wiggled at us. What? Hey! Sickening! Put your fucking cock away. We're not drunk, Bully. It flipped up and down yeah. like a little, like a light switch. Like a, it did, dude. <laughs> I've never seen it stuck out that far. He's really happy to see you, Raj. <laughs> oh, man. Who's a naughty animal? Get your fucking pink dick out of here. <laughs> fucking weirdo. This is bad as me. 